Hello, and welcome to Divine Chaos, the podcast where we are learning to live awake. We're exploring psychological blocks that get in the way, and we're leaning into the divine chaos of this jacked up journey that is our life. I'm Janine Miller Delaney, and here is my co host, colleague in psychotherapy, friend, and spiritual sojourner, Ruth Friend. We invite you into this moment in space where we can take some time to release, at least for a while, all of our judgments and expectations of ourselves. Come here into this holy instant with us and just breathe here, now, and remember you are exactly as love created you. There is nothing you need to do or fix. This is your time to just be and breathe here with us and with love itself. So we had a very interesting conversation right after we stopped taping our last podcast. The the fear of scarcity was the one we just Yes. And as it so often does with us, one thing kind of leads to another. And it felt really exciting for us. So we thought that we would just kind of continue. And what we realized that we were really talking about is the theme of you are more than enough. And I, I don't, I don't know about you, Janine, but I mean, first of all, that's definitely one of my core issues. Am I enough? Am I good enough? And I often find that when we boil it down to what's going on with people in my office, that's often one of their core messages or beliefs as well. Yeah, I mean, I? for me, it's sure for years and years and years, only till here recently, till I started receiving these messages, honestly, did that start to shift for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so powerful when that starts to shift. Mm-hmm. And I can remember one of the major moments that started to shift for me. And this is what you and I were talking about that just feels so powerful, even today. And it's so, such a, it's a wonderful story, Ruth. So I'm so appreciative that you're sharing it because I think it will resonate so much for so many people. It really oh, I, I hope so. I, I very much hope so. But this actually happened probably around seven years ago. And I rent office space in a, in a really cute little complex. And I had been there at that point for several years. But I was being a little bit more introspective one day. And I recognized that whenever I used the, the bathroom in the building, I always backed in. I never just walked in and shut the door. I backed in and it occurred to me, this is a little strange. Who backs into the bathroom? That's just not a normal thing. Does that. I'm glad that that occurred to you. Yes, me too. Me too. (laughs) So I began to process it and think it through. And I realized that it was because every time I had tried to walk in, forward like everybody else did, I would see myself in the mirror. And when I saw myself in the mirror, the instant, my instant thought was plain Jane. 
And the reason that that thought was there, because I had had somebody in my past that would periodically say to me, oh, Ruth, it's okay. The world needs its plain James. It's okay. Don't worry about it. The world needs its plain James. And so for whatever reason, it was in that bathroom and in that mirror where that thought would come roaring like a cyclone. I don't, I can't even describe what it felt like, but I felt it physically in my body. It's so amazing the power of those feeling memories, you know, the way that the the phrase and the whole felt sense of it just comes over you. Like Mm -hmm. it was like you were back in the past again. Right, right. And I felt it in my stomach, almost like a doubling over that it it felt Mm so, so painful. And I'm, I'm pretty determined, at least at times. And I knew that that was not a message that I wanted to carry with me from there on out. I wanted to be very intentional about changing that core message of the plain Jane or not, not being good enough or enough. And so I started that very day making myself walk into that bathroom. And and oftentimes I need to say I'm the first one into the building. So I'll walk in, flip on the lights, walk directly into that bathroom, flip on the light and smile at myself and say something like, oh, you look so cute today, Ruth, or you've got this, or it's going to be an awesome day, or you have the cutest smile or something, depending on just Just something very positive, um, something positive. And I'll tell you, it was at least the first six months. I made myself keep doing it, doing it, doing it. But I still felt that visceral feeling Mm -hmm. pit of my stomach. I'm just physically gut wrenching, physically gut wrenching. And one day after about six months, it occurred to me that I wasn't having that feeling anymore. And I was almost looking forward to my moment, my mirror moment with myself. And I had this thought, I said, Ruth, I think like maybe the way you look has changed. (laughs) And then it occurred to me like, no, it had nothing to do with the way I looked that had changed. It was the way I was thinking about myself and perceiving myself and that there was no longer that core message that was driving me saying, I'm, I'm not enough. You essentially had shifted your neuro pathway and the felt sense of it. Yes. So then yeah. you realized you were, yeah, you were not who you thought you were before. Right. And and one of the things that I learned from that that's helped me even with my clients is that sometimes we think, okay, if I do that once or twice to try to, re, you know, change those neural pathways, that it's not working because I've tried it once or twice and everything still feels the same. But it takes repeated, repeated, repeated efforts. Over and over with the felt sense. So I imagine you must at some point have been mindful too when you were giving yourself affirmations to really try to let that soak in and like have the felt sense like, yes, I've got this. Right. To to have the feeling of it, to undo the old feeling. Right, right. And it was so amazing for me when the felt sense matched what I was thinking in, in a positive way. Oh, that had to feel almost miraculous, huh? It did. It did. It still does because I still do it. And that's so inspirational, Ruth. I mean, just to to know that it works and to have you share that that experience that if we stay at it and we continue to 
change what we tell ourselves and allow ourselves to have a new felt sense with it, it does shift. It does begin. It really does. It really does. It just takes determination and time. Right. And commitment, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know you said you had a story too. Well, that did kind of remind me because I, I remember I said it started to shift when I started receiving those messages from love itself, but that's not entirely true because when I met Jerry, uh, he, he is so very intuitive. He's just a healer just by being himself. And mm-hmm. I kid you not for the first year of our relationship, at least every day, he left me a note. I maybe I already told you this. He left me a note or he left me a voice message that said, you are more than enough just the way you are. In one shape, one form or another, he repeated it. That makes me almost start to cry to think about it. He repeated that every every day to me for at least a year. And part of me thinks it might have been two years. You know, just, you are so much more than enough just the way you are. That's so beautiful that he that he knew on some level that that's not exactly where you were. Right. I, yeah, I don't know that I exactly voiced it to him. You know, I need you to tell me this, but he knew it. Yeah. And that's such a testimony to me of the power of what we can do for each other. Yes. With with what we share with each other. Mm -hmm. At what, at what point did you sense that shifting more for you? During that time, you know, it's kind of funny. It's like I wanted Jerry to get involved in my in retreats, and you know, we started doing work together because I feel like everybody needs a Jerry in their life, and I think (laughs) need a man who who is has done enough of his own healing work that he can see you and just be emotionally present. So I think. I don't know if I can say, I mean, it's just been a gradually gradual healing. And even to this day, I mean, we've been married since 2006. So, you know, even to this day, there are still ways that he's helping me reshape, you know, old core messages just by validating, you know, my worth as I am. So it's just been gradual. I don't know if I can say it's a, well, and that he has supported me taking this time to really listen and write and share these messages from love itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, one, of, one, of the, one of the sweetest moments I remember about about Jerry, or my, my memories to this point with him, I hope it's okay if I say this, was one day I was at your house and you were out of the room. And I forget exactly how he said this, but it was something like, she is so amazing and she still doesn't know yet how amazing she really is. It was just so sweet. It was just one sentence or two, but it was so heartfelt and it was just, uh, it was this deep desire in him to want you to know and see oh, your value. Oh, that is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, and that, that reminds me of how important it is that we give ourselves permission to spend time with with people who are nurturing, who are supportive, who are encouraging, 
who see our light and mm-hmm. how vital it is that we spend more time with those people and unfortunately less time with, well, clearly less time with those who tear us down or are critical or it's just, it's amazing the power of the words, whether they're critical, you know, that has a mm-hmm. intensive effect on our whole central nervous system and our adrenals and our mental health and vice versa when it's positive and affirming and that person can see your light that changes everything you said something to me when i shared this story and i think it it's probably true and goes along with exactly what you're saying you said to me ruth i think that that person said that to you with the plain jane comment because they were threatened by my light yes and and that is so true that we need to recognize when somebody is critical of us it's not because we're who they who they are reflecting to us it's more their own fear mm-hmm. of feeling threatened that if mm-hmm. somehow we're shining too brightly then that will diminish them mhm and I think like you're saying, it's so interesting how powerful the impact that that had on me, the, mm. those words. And then we talk about how powerful it was for you, the impact of Jerry's words right. on you. And so being intentional on like about what you're saying, like, what are we exposing ourselves to as far as people that are critical or positive with us? And also, what are we? saying to other people right on what are we saying to other people and what are we saying to ourselves exactly both and if we are unintentionally repeating the same messages that were toxic that were painful to ourselves or to somebody else we need to let ourselves you know we need to tell ourselves the truth about that absolutely Mm -hmm. so we can begin to change it Yes. Yes. I think one of the most powerful, one of my most powerful gifts or one of the most powerful ways that I let my light shine with my clients is what what we're talking about. My words of affirmation and my truly, truly believing in them and letting them hopefully have a felt sense of that from me. I think that is so powerful. So often in therapy it's not it's no other technique it's not a technique it's it's nothing so grand other than that we see the light in that person and we help them to see it for themselves you said that perfectly that's exactly what it is helping them see the light knowing that we see it and then hopefully helping them see their own light more right and so how also then are we helping ourselves to to recognize our own light and how are we seeing that in others mm-hmm. yes and are we oh. mindful of what we're telling ourselves yes yes because on any given day how many times do we inadvertently say to ourselves something that's non-affirming and do we shame ourselves or yeah mm-hmm. Right. It's, uh, yeah. If you, if you start paying attention and then that could be really helpful just to let yourself start writing it down so that you can, 
begin to rewrite those those words. Mm-hmm. What am I telling myself? What do I need to be telling myself? Mm-hmm. And I'll often do that with people in my office. You know, let's start with your thoughts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then what's the truth? What's right. Really the what's truth? the truth? And and then I'll have them tear up the other side or do it on two sheets of paper because we don't want to affirm those awful untruths. I have forgotten that one. I haven't done that recently to rip it up. The old, the old toxic messages, the untruth, the lies to rip them up into tiny little shreds or to burn them or, you know, mm-hmm. some way really have the felt sense of saying, I am done with you. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. And I am choosing to believe the truth in me. Yes. And this is a perfect time to read maybe this message that came to me actually not that long ago. Um, and we were looking for a message that might fit with this theme and just pulled up this one and we're like, wow, this, this really fits. Uh, so here's a message from love itself. Let truth be true. It's all I ask of you and not much of an ask at that for you alone are truth. And such an ask is that you simply let yourself be you. Sure, a more wonderful gem, you've not yet let yourself consider the preciousness of your truth. Let truth be true. Just acceptance really is all it is. Accept what is already true, and therefore what is not. Why do you think yourself amongst the pebbles on a footpath, winding along in circles? when you are more luminous than a shooting star that lights an eternal sky. Mm. Let truth be true. This body, this bone and marrow that you inhabit for a time is yet only a sheath, a mere covering that delicately veils the mystery beneath. Mistake not the covering, the cloak, the truth it would conceal. Let truth be true, and find you soar above eagles. One with the grand mystery. Let truth be simply true. Mm. That's so powerful. It really is, isn't it? Yes. It stood out to be the difference between the pebble and the path. Mm. Or the soaring. Yeah, the shooting. More luminous than a shooting star that lights an eternal sky. Mm-hmm. You know, after I received this message, just over and over, I just kept repeating to myself, let truth be true. Mm-hmm. And, and really, that it is just, can we just let ourselves accept that, that we are more luminous than a shooting star? Can we accept? Uh-huh. Opposite of plain Jane. <laughs> Not a plain Jane, no. Yeah, Ruth, you are, you are, <laughs> you're no plain Jane girl. <laughs> oh, thank you for that, my friend. <laughs> you are truly a shooting star, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think love itself wants us to know that. Mm-hmm. But we have to be willing to let it in. Right, right. What do you, what do you feel like is is the therapy takeaway with that? I feel like there's so oh, many. Sure. 
for sure the repetition. Mm -hmm. I mean, for sure, you, you gave just a perfect inspirational example of how important it is to acknowledge what we're telling ourselves and experience the felt sense of it Mm -hmm. and intentionally every day repeatedly Mm -hmm. pay a new message and let it as long as it takes and let it have that felt sense with it that it the opposite of it for as long as it takes yes and it and it it will shift it will you just got to hang in there with it yeah and I think that the spiritual takeaway is that that's the truth. The truth mm-hmm. is you are a, sh- a shooting star. That's the truth. Will you let yourself accept that? Will you, will you accept it? Yes. You accept it. Can you take in a nice deep breath? You know, that makes me think of like the breathing that helps us integrate new messages. There's one that's like a three cleansing breaths, and maybe we should, we could close with that. Okay. And, and in it, can we say, I accept my truth. Mm. I accept my truth. And then there's one nice, full, deep cleansing breath that we just, it's like a belly breath that we hold for a moment. We take that in and hold it and then release. And then the second nice deep belly breath that you don't need to hold. It's not quite as deep. And then just a third soft, easy breath. I accept my truth. I accept. That was beautiful. Mm I think love took care of that one, huh? So, I think so too. So glad we decided to carry on with that. Yes, me too. Please feel free to email us at Janine at theheartsway.org. That's J A N I N E at theheartsway.org. If you have questions or thoughts or feedback about future topics, then please visit theheartsway.org for more messages to receive a sample chapter of your indelible work. May you today let truth be true.